What if you knew your animal better than anyone else, including your vet? What if you knew where to go for information covering a variety of different topics that allow you to choose the care you would like for the furry member of the family? What if this information can be found with even more ease than ever before? Get ready to listen, share, and question what animal care used to be and where it can go. Now, here's the host of Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show, certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper. Welcome, welcome to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show on A2Zen.fm with me, Dr. Andy Harper, as your host. And I'm here today to empower you to know what you know about your animal. And let me tell you a little bit about me before we jump into our show today. I am a doctor of chiropractic, a certified animal chiropractor, access consciousness facilitator, and energetic magic with animals practitioner. I've been in practice um, for over 12 years, and I work with horse, dog, and cat bodies on a daily basis. Access Consciousness found me about five years ago, and with all those wild and wacky tools, I've developed magical, energetic work with the animals that has exceeded anything I could have imagined when I started this journey so many years ago. And with Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio, my target is to get all the pragmatic and magical information out into the world and beyond. And as we introduced last week um, on our radio show, What's in a Name, and our special introduction to my brand new wonderful sidekick co-host Stephanie Folkman and she is here today um, to join on our conversation with the animals. Hi Stephanie. Hello, happy Monday. Happy Monday, yes happy Monday. So like I mentioned last week we we talked about, well we talked about Stephanie and um, how grateful I am to have her on the show and what fun conversations we're going to have in the future and we also talked about what's in a name for your animal and what that name could be creating for them, um, what to look at when you're choosing a name, you know, all that fun stuff. And you can find that in the archives on w- at www.a2zen.fm. And then today we have our wonderful, fabulous, returning special guest, Kelsey Kent. Chelsea Kent. I always want to put her name together and it comes out, Kelsey, so I apologize. Um, the magic of what you feed your cat. So here on Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio, we continue our campaign of cats are not second-class citizens. And we are dedicating the whole show to our kitties. And what are the health benefits of different diets? Um, should we feed kibble, raw, canned? What do you choose? What will my cat eat? How many have cats that are picky, finicky, change their minds on a daily basis? How much fun can you have with all that? And we have a couple other questions here. Um, But throughout this hour, I invite you to ask your questions, share your animal stories, and join us on this radio adventure. And you can reach us in a variety of ways. You can call them in at 815-880-8255 in the U.S., 613-800-8736 in Canada, in the UK at 033-0001-0625. You can always use Skype. Um, look for a2zen.fm. You can chat them in on the Internet at www.a2zen.fm. Along the top, choose the chat room, and you can join us in there and see what all the other conversations that are going on behind the scenes. Um, and before we get going on the show, let's all expand out. And we're going to expand out as big as the room you're in. As big as the building, as big as the town, as big as the country, and a little bit more expand out, as big as the world, 
all directions, up, down, front, back, side, side, and as big as the universe. So let's ask all of our animals to join us, and what would the animals like the world to know? And we do that for the space of that. Animals enjoy us being space rather than contraction. Chelsea is here again with us. I think this is her fifth or sixth show. There's a bunch of nutritional shows in the archives if you want to um, check out what we had talked about previously. Um, she is the co-owner of Heroes Pets here in Littleton, Colorado. And Heroes Pets is a leading retailer in the natural pet supplies market. They were founded in 2007. The company operates a small retail store that offers more than 6,500 products um, from local and ethical national and international manufacturers in the natural, organic, and eco-friendly pet supply market. Um, you can check out their website at www.heroespets.com. I don't know if there's a test there or not. I have it here. Heroes Pets, yes, H-E-R-O-S-P-E-T-S.com. And then Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea. Hi. She's with us. Yay. Has 13 years of extensive nutritional research and experience in the pet industry. And she's developed a diverse, comprehensive education and perspective in holistic nutrition and product integrity by working closely with the owners and of multitudes of holistic pet companies and complementary medicine practitioners, um, including nutritional biochemists, chemists, nutritionists, microbiologists, veterinarians, and many more. Welcome back, Chelsea. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I am awesome. If I could speak today, one of my um, f- one of the funs I'm having today. So you can get a hold of Chelsea. Ah, is that it? <laughs> um, if you want to get a hold of Chelsea, head to their website, heroespets.com. You can also check them out on Facebook, um, facebook.com/backslash heroespets. We're going to talk about kitties today. Um, and I had lots of cats and then I had no cats for seven years and now I have two cats again and boy has feeding cats changed over the years. When I had my original, not my original, but back day when, you know, I was 12 year old, 12 years old and I, you know, got my parents to get me a cat, my very first pet ever, we just threw out a bowl of kibble and he was good to go. Um, is that recommended these days? Uh, well, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's definitely not what it used to be, for one. Companies that used to, you know, they were like the originators of kibble foods. They started out with making products that was just more convenient. And as the years have gone on, a lot of those companies have grown and figured out ways to cut corners, and now you can't really tell what's in a kibble, so a lot of them have really gone downhill. In addition to that, nutritionally, it's really difficult to get really good quality, uh, you know, natural enzymes and vitamins and minerals and things like that out of a cooked product, plus something that's very dehydrating for them. So, you know, you wouldn't feed your child only Fruit Loops, so it's not really great to feed your cat only cereal. I love how you brought have a lot of meat. <laughs> I do love how you bring up the the Fruit Loops part of it because that you know people will tell me but they like it. I'm like, well, yeah, and I'd like to eat Fruit Loops every day too. I mean, 
Well, and I do believe that the palate changes. So the more that you eat things that are healthy for you, the more you enjoy things that are healthy for you. And the same goes with cats. And a lot of times they, just like with dogs, they act like they're really finicky just because whatever they're eating is not actually making them feel very well. So they have an aversion to eating just in general. So once you get them started on something that makes them feel better, then they start to develop a much better appetite. And how long can that process be if you're feeding kibble and you would like to integrate canned or do you go straight to raw? I mean, I I have not done this. Like I said, I, I did just the kibble and now my, my new set of cats are on raw and that's how we started. I haven't had to do this transition, but I've heard, you know, quote unquote horror stories on taking months to get cats to eat something else. Yeah, cats imprint at a very young age as to what food looks like. So if you haven't given them a variety of different things by the time that they're about three months old, then they tend to just assume that whatever it is that you started them out on is what food looks like. They don't really identify other things as food. So you can definitely end up with a really big struggle if you're down the road, say, 10 years, and they've only ever had kibble, then you can put something in front of them and they just look at it and walk away. It's not because they decided that they didn't like it. It's because they're basically going, well, it smells great, but I don't know what you want me to do with it. (laughs) So they just walk away. So a lot of times you really just have to trick cats into trying new things. So a lot of times you can just open their mouth and stick some food in there and they're like, oh, I didn't know that you wanted me to eat it. Or if you dip their paw in it, then they have to clean it off of their foot. Or if you make it look like the food that they're used to having, so you don't have to continue to do it for a long period of time, but sometimes it can be as simple as for one meal, taking a raw meat and rolling it into little balls. And they're like, oh, that looks like my food. Also, cats are really territorial, so it's pretty common that if you put the new food in their bowl, in their territory, they're like, well, if you're going to make me eat it, I'm not going to eat it. But if you stick it in another bowl in another part of the house and they happen across it, they're like, oh, yeah, check out what I found. That's the coolest thing ever. And they'll eat it. <laughs> I love that. Those are, some, those are some tips. Those are great tricks. I love it. I love it. And especially since I, I think been guilty of this too we've misidentified and misapplied oh they must not like it I never even went to oh they don't even know that's what I'm supposed to be eating like I don't know what that is it just doesn't yeah, compute so that, kind of to like if you went to Africa and they were eating bugs then you probably wouldn't be like oh great bugs I'm totally gonna eat those you don't recognize bugs as food because your culture is different so yeah. just think of it like that. You just have to give them reasons to believe that it's edible. You know, dogs, if it fits down their throat most of the time, it just must be edible. But cats <laughs> just aren't like that. No, they are not. Oh, how awesome. Oh, thank you so much for that information and all the the, the tricks with that. Because, um, yeah, I think everyone, oh, they don't like it. And then they keep doing the same thing over and over again, putting it in their bowl in their same place having it look different and the cats are like, ah, very cool. Well, thank you, Chelsea. 
Uh, realistically, they can still end up going for something that you've tried a million times that they never went for before. I actually had a cat that I struggled for five years to get him completely off of kibble, and when he finally decided to go for something else besides kibble, it was the same thing that I had literally tried pretty much every single week for five years, and he would rather die than eat it. And one day, he decided to eat it, and he would not eat anything else after that for, like, six months. <laughs> so, so Katie... Try, try again. <laughs> try, try again. Never give up. Never give in. Um, especially with kitty cats. And, um, oh, I was going to say something else with them. Oh, yeah, the opposite. You know, like you said, if you're trying to make them to do, make them do something, they're not going to do it. Um, and so working with what could be the opposite of, again, tricking them into doing something. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're going to take actually an early break. Let's do that. And then we're going to come back to why not kibble and looking at the other options um, for feeding your cat with um, Chelsea Kent on Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio on A2Zen.fm. We will be right back and we'll continue that conversation. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Hello, hello, hello. We are back here at Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show um, with our special guest, Chelsea Kent, um, co-owner of Heroes Pets in Littleton, Colorado. And we are talking about health benefits uh, and different diets and kitty cats. And we we were talking about some tricks to getting them switched if you decide you want to change diets for them. I want to go back for a second and talk about kibble and free feeding um, for cats in general. Like I had mentioned earlier in the show, I just would throw out a bowl of kibble and refill it when it got empty. And the cat just did whatever the cat does. And, you know, we maybe bought some different dry food here and there, and that was what we did. Um, New information on how that kibble reacts in the body um, is really changing how we're looking at how we should feed cats. And I know I feed mine um, twice a day like I do my dogs now. And what is the reason for that, Chelsea? 
Well, there's a couple of things to address there. One is if you're free feeding any pet, then if you're not used to being able to put down the food and see your pet start eating it right away, and the one time that you put down the food, they don't eat it, then immediately you know that there's something wrong with your pet or there's something wrong with the food. There's something that you need to be concerned about. And if you're free feeding, then you're not actually going to notice potential medical problems as quickly as if you're actually giving regular meals and you see your animal, what their eating habits are. So that's one thing to really consider in free feeding. Um, another thing is cats obviously are very, very prone to kidney problems and urinary tract problems. So if you're feeding a kibble, it's very dehydrating to them. There's absolutely nothing in nature that's only 10% moisture that would be eaten in quantity. So all of that food actually has to be rehydrated by utilizing the water in their own muscle tissues. So it's going to pull water from their body for them to start to digest it. They only have about a six-hour digestive transit time. So if you've ever fully soaked a kibble, you know it takes a good couple of hours to fully rehydrate. So say that you take two hours of pulling water from their body to rehydrate it, then they only have four hours left to assimilate any of it. And in a kibble, it has to be high starch content, even if it's grain-free. If it doesn't have a lot of starch, then it turns into a powder when they cook it. Cats don't have a cecum. Cecums are actually used in animals that eat a lot of starch for fermenting them and breaking them down. So any starches that you are feeding to a cat are not something that they can assimilate. So they're either going to poop them out whole in really big, bulky, stinky poops. Cats should not have bulky or stinky poops. And the other option is for them to reject it and puke it up, which is oftentimes mistaken for hairball. So say that you're taking, depending on the protein percentage of the food, say 50% of the food out of there, plus you just took out a large majority of the digestibility by having it being dehydrating, so they are only capable of assimilating a small amount of the nutrients from the food to begin with. So if you're feeding a dry food, then we would recommend that you soak it, which most of the time cats won't go for, so you might as well switch to something else. And the other thing is if you look at the recall history of pet foods, statistically speaking, you're about 100 times more likely to get a recalled dry kibble food than you are a canned or a raw or a dehydrated food. So you have to be super picky about what brand of dry food that you would be willing to soak because in a lot of cases you're just making a Petri dish out of it if it's not a really good quality food to begin with. Oh, boy. I think everyone's going to have to listen to that three times to get all that information. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, you, when you mentioned the vomiting, I'm like, you know what? And my cats don't vomit. And I always had cats that vomited. I always identified it as hairballs or every once in a while I would get a clue that, okay, that food's really not working for that because <laughs> it would come back up whole a lot versus a different dry food. So cats aren't supposed to vomit. I think there's like that that thought that they have really stinky poop and they vomit. And mm -hmm. actually, 
with the, my raw-fed cats, they don't have either of those going on for them. Um, so how much easier would it be to live with a cat if you actually change their diet? Let alone all the nutritional benefits, let alone all not having to quote-unquote worry about recall or finding that right dry food or whatever you want to call all that. So another benefit it, to doing the raw diet really quick is that um, there's mm-hmm. actually a whole bunch of research out there showing that it's not the dander that causes allergens, it's the bacteria that binds to the dander. So if you're feeding a cat a dry kibble food, then the bacteria is different because the food is dead. If you feed them a raw diet, then the bacteria that's on the skin changes, so the dander is actually hypoallergenic. We have cats in the store for adoption all the time, and they only ever have stinky poops for the first week that they're here while they're transitioning onto a raw diet. And everybody that's in the store tends to be allergic to them for the first week and not after they're switched to a raw diet. And we can have customers that come into the store on a regular basis that are severely allergic to cats that don't have reactions. Well, and like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, that seven-year period was um, my now husband and his two boys were highly allergic to cats. And that's why we didn't have cats. And, you know, changing living situations and blah, 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 I got these two kittens. They went immediately on raw, and they sleep in bed with me and my husband, and nobody actually had any allergic reaction to them. Mm-hmm. And they, they they go everywhere. They lay on these kids. They have their faces in them. Um, and, you know, if they go to a friend's house with a cat and they come back, their face all swollen and everything, but not here. And... And I think even, Stephanie, you have a story about your dad with all the animals in your house, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, My dad's, well, we've always had a lot of animals, cats and dogs, and my dad's always been severely allergic um, and struggled to breathe in our household. And then he left to work out of the state for over a year. And in that time, I pretty much switched. Everyone's over on raw um, the cats are on a mix of raw and canned right now, and all the dogs are on raw. And since he's been back the last couple of months, he I've not heard him complain at all about any of his allergies and not being able to breathe. And usually that's the biggest issue when he comes back home. Mm-hmm. So awesome information for, for those of you looking at allergies and, and how these animals are affecting um, your life and living, but you still want them in your house. Um, so <laughs> another... You know, another, wow, if I change their diet, maybe every, a lot of other things could change, too. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up with the free feeding of the kibble is some of the, I don't, like, Chelsea has all, like, she could quote you the research. But um, my my sense of it and my understanding of it is if kitties eat all the time whenever they get hungry, they don't actually allow for their glucose to drop, and there is a higher incidence, like Chelsea mentioned, of the kitty disease, but there's also a higher incidence of diabetes in kitties than dogs, um, if you allow them just to eat continually every couple of hours, and I, all of the processes, and I might have Chelsea go through that again for everybody, um, you said a six-hour, what did you call that, the six-hour what? Digestive transit time. Mm-hmm. Digestive transit time. There you go. A DTT. Um, <laughs> if they're eating every two hours, they don't even get to complete that either. They're constantly doing this. So what a stressor on the body, too. Mm-hmm. The body doesn't get a break from having to process 
um, food that doesn't really work for them. They are carnivores. Like you said, they don't have a cecum. They don't, they're not, their bodies are like, I don't know what to do with starch because we're not supposed to eat starch. We eat meat. You know, mm-hmm. we go out, we catch mice, we eat them. That's what we eat. Um, and so a lot of things to look at if you're considering changing um, your kitty's diet or getting a kitty and starting out with um, what to start out with. Um, so we talked about moisture, we talked about kibble. Anything else you wanted to add on that? And then we're going to, of course, cover our goat's milk and fish stock and raw food. And <laughs> uh, Well, I do see a question about whether or not changing to a raw diet will help with kidney issues. And it, there's a lot to say about that. So one of the things to consider is that if you or anybody is eating a primarily dead processed food diet, then the body spends the majority of its time digesting and it has to manufacture digestive enzymes to actually break those foods down. Versus if you're eating a raw diet, then the enzymes to digest those foods are actually within the foods themselves. So the body can utilize all of those extra resources for creating um, metabolic enzymes. So there's several thousand of those. So it ends up doing things like detoxification and other regulations that don't get done if everything in the diet is dead. So obviously things like the kidneys and the liver and other things are going to get pretty neglected by the body if you're always giving a dry food diet. So that's going to contribute in helping out in preventing kidney problems. In addition to that, With the dry foods, according to AFCO, there's only 24 nutrients that are required for life. And you can get over 8,000 in a single piece of broccoli. So the 24 nutrients that are required to make a a kibble diet or a canned diet a complete and balanced meal, they're synthetic. And if you actually look up the MSDS reports, Material Safety Data Sheet reports, on individual synthetic vitamins and minerals that are in those foods, you'll see that a lot of them actually cause kidney failure, liver necrosis, all kinds of really severe health problems. And there's no way for anybody to point a finger at any of those specifically, with the exception of vitamin D. And cats have to get vitamin D from their diet, but it's generally pretty deficient in the dry kibble foods just because That's the primary cause of pet food recalls next to salmonella. So everybody's very, you know, picky about how much they put in. So if you're not doing a a raw diet where they're getting natural sources of vitamin D in their diet, then they'll become deficient in it, which actually doesn't allow their body to regulate minerals appropriately. And basically vitamin D is in charge of telling the phosphorus and the calcium and the magnesium and all of those other minerals, what they're supposed to be doing. So if there's no vitamin D there to tell them that, then they end up just depositing in really weird places like making urinary crystals and stones. So, yes, switching to a raw diet will definitely help with kidney problems. Yes. Um, And vitamin D also comes from being outside, which if you have an indoor kitty, they're not going to get any of that going on from being outside. Um, and so, again, you want to look more at the diet. Now, 
I love this information. I think you, you talked about it on the last show, but talk about pork and fish and how that contributes to vitamin D more than the other meats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the highest natural sources of vitamin D are pork, fish, mushrooms, and rodents. So not very many people feed rodents, but if your cat does catch them occasionally, then technically it's healthy as long as they haven't eaten any poison. So it does make them a little bit dangerous in some cases. But yeah, feeding pork and fish especially can be really helpful. But then that also goes back to the cooked aspect. If you cook fish, then it actually changes the structure of the omegas which can make the the omegas carcinogenic and inflammatory. So if you're giving a cooked fish, then that all in itself can cause problems. Would that include feeding tuna? I think in moderation it's probably not too big of a deal, but if you were feeding that primarily, then I'm not a huge fan of that. So the fish stock is a really great place for you to get vitamin D. You can also get raw sardines from OC Raw. So there's okay. there's a couple different places where you can, like, supplement it into whatever diet that they've chosen to eat. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah, I, I hadn't realized that, you know, cooked fish changes that. Um, mm-hmm. So how awesome is that? And then the vitamin D content in the pork and the fish has to do with the fact that they don't have fur, correct? Yeah, if there's fur on an animal, then they're not really capable of absorbing the vitamin D through the sun. So pork, they are capable of absorbing the vitamin D just like people through their skin. So they naturally have pretty high levels as long as they're cared for well. And that's obviously something that you have to look into with each company. And then um, with fish, they eat krill. And krill is very, very high in vitamin D, and fish don't really utilize it all that well, so they end up with a lot of it in their system. See, I love this. I love having Chelsea on (laughs) once a month. I love it. Um, And I was so, I have no idea what my point of view was, but I was so like, no pork. I don't know. There's something gross about pork. I have no idea where that even came from. It wasn't based on anything. And now I feed a lot of pork, and everybody in the household loves it, and it's a a brand that I know where the pork's coming from, and awesome, awesome information as always. Let's head to break, and we'll come back to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio on A2Zen.fm with Stephanie Folkman and Chelsea Kent. We're going to talk about diets and kitties some more. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. 
That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome forward. Thank you for joining me today on Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show on A2Zen.fm with myself, Dr. Andy Harper, my co-host Stephanie, and our special guest, Chelsea Kent from Heroes Pets here in Littleton, Colorado. You can get a hold of her after the show at their website, www.heroespets.com. If you have any further questions um, and if you're in the area, stop in. The the store is beautiful. The staff is so knowledgeable. Um, Any any questions, um, I actually send um, the majority of my clients their way to talk about blood work and diet changes and what we can do to change things. So thank you um, for being out in the world and changing the world with all of your awesome information, Chelsea. Um, I have a silly question. We were talking about feeding, well, not feeding rodents, but kitties catching rodents and eating them. Is there anywhere to get, is there a a manufacturer, do they make rodent food for them? Because God knows they'd like to eat it. Yeah, there's nobody that I know of that makes an actual diet for them, and we have actually looked into carrying frozen rodents, except that we have to find one where they're not feeding them genetically modified corn and soy and wheat. So we actually are still looking. (laughs) So if anybody knows of one, let me know. Because I actually had this conversation with our animal acupuncturist, Dr. Holly Foster. She's like, if I ever decided to quit this, I think I'm going to do rodent food for cats. (laughs) I'm like, I never even thought about it. I'm like, that's awesome. So if anybody has any information about that, we, we would love it. Um, and the a part of rodents is the high taurine for kitties. Is that correct, or am I wrong about that? Or yeah, they they have a lot of really good nutrients in them. They're really high in taurine, vitamin D, vitamin K. Um, they actually have one of the highest concentrations of vitamin K in their brains of anything, which works synergistically with vitamin D. So there are a lot of nutritional benefits to them, which is why so many animals depend on eating them. But uh, I have had manufacturers look into making those foods, and haven't, nobody's been able to do it. Nobody's been able to pull it off, huh? What's it going to take? Yeah, that would be why my one cat would only eat the head, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always wondered why, but I had one cat, but that was all he would eat. Um, so Mark how cool Kitty. is that? Yes, smart kitty. He must he must have needed something, and most of our animals are smarter than us when it comes to that. Um, fish stock. You mentioned the fish stock. Um, Answers brand um, for kitties. It comes in a little carton. It's liquid. It's got the taurine. It's got the vitamin D. What are the other health benefits of adding fish stock? So the Answers fish stock is made out of eighty five percent fish bone broth, and I think that's such a big thing right now. Most everybody knows all of the mineral benefits of bone broth. In addition to that, it's uh, 15% fermented sardines. So with it being fermented, even if they're allergic to fish, then it's basically pre-digested proteins. So they shouldn't have an allergic reaction to it. It's also naturally high in collagen, elastin. So 
it can help with any kind of tissue damage in the body. So that could be anything from uh, holes in the kidneys, the liver, to joint problems, ACL tears, um, heart problems. It's naturally high in CoQ10. It also works as a natural internal sunscreen. Um, it kind of works for everything. And I actually drink it, and everybody that has ever smelled it is going to think I'm crazy, but <laughs> I just think there's so many benefits to it. And I can tell you from experience that it will work on the things that you can't see first. And when I was younger, mm -hmm. I had a couple of kidney infections that were really, really, really bad. And I haven't had any in over a decade, but I've always wondered if I had any, you know, long-lasting damage. And I started drinking it mostly because I have a problem with my knees from being a skier. And I, the first several times that I drank it, I felt actual, like, extreme heat on my back around my kidneys. You can just feel it working. So I've heard sometimes people are like, my animal acts really weird when I give them that. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> they should be because it's fixing stuff in there. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I've gotten quite used to the smell. Uh, it doesn't bother me anymore. We do it first thing in the morning. Um, but I have not been brave enough to try it. So kudos to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> the cats drink it. And again, I, they imprint, what, before three months of age. So if you can get them young and start them young. Mine slurped it down with the dogs, and why well, actually my one dog is allergic to fish, and he drinks it, and there we have not had any problems. So um, I, I do try to try all these products with my own, and 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 obviously Chelsea's um, out there trying it on herself. So how cool is that? And and then Answers has the raw goat milk. So let's talk about the goat milk. We always do. Okay, the goat milk is a complete diet in itself. So if you are managing to give your cat things here or there that are not necessarily complete diets or if they're just refusing to switch over to a raw diet or a dehydrated diet and you're just stuck giving them kibble until that one day where they finally transition, then you can give them goat's milk in the meantime just as a little snack. It's also a good appetite suppressant. So if you give it to them right before bed, it can help to sustain them to the next meal. Uh, it's got a lot of things in it for decreasing inflammation and allergies. It's a natural histamine reducer. Um, being that a lot of people think of milk and they think that it produces phlegm, but since it's a raw product, it doesn't actually produce phlegm the way that uh, pasteurized dairy would. So cats are pretty notorious for respiratory issues, and it can actually help to decrease all of that extra inflammation in the respiratory tract and help out with a lot of those problems, um, including having a little bit of lysine in there. Are you still there? I don't know. I'm here. Oh. Are we all here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here. Okay, so, it's an amazing pro product, and um, cats tend to really like it, so I think that it's just a really beneficial thing to give, even if you have a really healthy animal, it's a great way to maintain health. 
Yeah, because mine are only a year old, and they get fish stock, and they get ghost milk, and they get their raw diet. And um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna prevent some stuff, and they really like it. And what the hey? Um, and then if you know, I know they like it now. If they ever do have a health issue that requires feeding more of that, or going to just a goat milk diet or whatever, I know that they're gonna, they're gonna do that. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I mostly have a gal that brings the food to me at the office. Um, I do get over to see Chelsea occasionally, not very often. Um, and she's amazed at what my cats will eat. They they will eat beef and salmon. They will eat pork. They will eat – they don't really like duck and turkey, but they'll eat the chicken. I mean, like, she's like, I go get a different brand. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, we're mixing it up because I want them to have um, a little bit of everything now. Now, you mentioned briefly dehydrated um, food for cats. Um, that is one thing they will not eat. Are, do some kitties like that better than others? I mean, what are your thoughts on, because I know Honest Kitchen makes one. Um, I've been to yeah, they're dehydrated. dehydrated. Yeah, feline naturals and vital essentials are the two other ones that I like a lot, and they're actually freeze-dried. The okay. vital essentials look like kibble, so a lot of cats will eat it if they're really stuck on kibble just because it looks the same. The feline naturals is really popular for picky eaters that are not ready to transition to something wet. The Honest Kitchen, it does have a really strange texture for cats, so uh-huh. the biggest tips that I can say for that are if you let it sit longer, then it'll thicken to a canned pate consistency. So you can just make up some and stick it in the fridge and let it sit in there for anywhere from 12 hours to four days. And you could even mix in the goat's milk and the fish stock in there. And they tend to like it. The other thing that is nice about the Honest Kitchen is that if you're trying to switch off of canned onto dehydrated, since canned is also cooked and it's cooked in the can and it's the most expensive thing you can buy, even if it's cheap because you're paying for metal and water and shipping and all that stuff, Mm-hmm. then the Honest Kitchen is so finely ground that you can just like mix, sprinkle a little tiny bit of the powder into the gravy of the other cans. Or if it's a pate, then you can just use a little tiny bit and you work your way up. So initially, they usually don't even notice that you put it in there at all. And you just slowly add more and decrease the can and add more and decrease the can. And eventually they're transitioned onto that and they didn't even really know that you switched them. <laughs> Again, we have to be tricky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Great tips. But the honest kitchen is, is a potato base. So is how well do mm-hmm. they digest that? It does have so some starches. It's it's not as much starch as if you were doing a kibble, and it's not cooked. So, and it's one of the least expensive things that you can buy. So, if you, especially if you're on a budget, but also if you're just trying to get away from something that's really dehydrating and full of carcinogens, and I think that the Honest Kitchen is a great option. And sometimes that's the only raw you can get into a cat is because they're not willing to do anything else. They're not willing. Um, Yeah, (laughs) they can just be really picky. One other product that I want to add in, I'm I'm not sure how many other people have access to this outside of Colorado, but Hoorah is a local company, and they just came out with a product called Catman Food, 
and it's a cooked raw, <laughs> so obviously not fully raw, but I have yet to see a single cat turn that stuff down. It is just kitty crack, and it is a great way to get cats to switch off of kibble. So even if they're super picky eaters, they seem to really go for that. And then once they're on that, they're willing to try some other stuff. So Catman food? Mm-hmm. Is that what you... Okay, awesome. Yeah. Well, we love Kitty Crack. We love all your information. Let's take another break here at Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio on A2Zen.fm with my co-host Stephanie and my special guest, Chelsea Kent. And we're going to come back and talk Uh, Just a few more minutes about feeding kitties. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adizen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome back. You are listening to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio on A2Zen.fm with myself, Dr. Andy Harper, with my co-host, Stephanie, and our nutritional specialist and awesome special guest who joins us regularly, Chelsea Kent, co-owner of Heroes Pets in Littleton, Colorado. You can get a hold of her after the show at the website heroespets.com or you can check them out on Facebook backslash heroes.pet. Today we were talking about kitties, um, diets, um, some some benefits of switching off of kibble, um, a lot of information to look at, maybe re-listen to the show um, and see what you'd like to change for your for your cats and, and your life. Um, anything else you would like the world to know? Any other tricks? And I am so grateful for your tips and tricks because I didn't have any of that for my clients. So I'm like, oh, I got more tools in my tool belt. Thank you so much for that. But anything yeah. else you'd like people to know? Um, the primary problems that we see with cats are, of course, the urinary problems and then also dental problems and Cats really are chewers. They should chew on things the same way that dogs do. And I think that they really get neglected for chewing because people just don't view cats that way. If they're chewing on something, it's usually like a power cord or the ear plug to your your earpiece on your Mm -hmm. phone or something like that. So they really do need to chew, and that's going to help keep their teeth clean the same way that a raw bone is going to keep teeth clean for a dog. So if you can get them into chewing, then I think that that's really important for them also for stress reduction and exercising those face and neck muscles and 
keeping those teeth clean and everything. So if you're doing raw chin necks, raw turkey necks, raw sardines, we've got a whole bunch of different options of raw uh, cartilage products, so trachea, scapula, uh, the rib cartilage. There's all kinds of things like that. And then some cats will actually do raw bones. So if you just get it so it's really meaty. Also, the duck feet that are cooked, those are really popular for cats. And there's also uh, lamb tracheas that are cooked that are really popular for dogs that we also find that cats really love a lot. So any kind of chewing that you can get your cat to do that doesn't involve a power cord (laughs) I think is a great way to go, and it's really, really beneficial for them. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I you know what I gotta say, it never even entered my world that maybe I should get them a chew toy of sorts, um, besides my mm-hmm. yeah, my power cord to my phone. Um mm-hmm. and they do like the we do some bigger hunks of just the raw not bigger hunks but actual meat, but maybe they would like bones and, and some cartilage and oh how cool is that. Oh my goodness. Um thank you so much, Chelsea. Um awesome, yeah, awesome information. As always, um, we have nothing set up for the future, but what else is possible? Um, love to have you back, and maybe we'll brainstorm some other times and topics. Um, mm-hmm. Love the information. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here today. Um, no, thank you for ne- having me. Absolutely. So next week, um, we're going to have Animals and Giggles uh, on Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio with my special guest, Maureen McNamara. Um, Maureen's just funny, and she's she makes me laugh. So I thought I would bring laughter and animals to the radio. Um, and she's a good friend. She's here in Denver. She um, also uses the tools and um, processes from Access Consciousness. Um, and how we're going to go through? How much does your animal make you laugh? You know, you have maybe that one animal that that is their joy is to get the people to giggle. Um, I meet them every day in my practice, and that is their joy, is when you giggle. Um, And how much more fun and joy could you have with your animals? And what if laughing with your animals would change um, your relationship with them? And I know she, yes, um, Stephanie, do you remember her pup's name? It, It starts with a K. Uh, I've asked you this like how many times? What is what is I know, my? Now I can't remember. <laughs> What's it going to take to remember um, her name? But uh, yes, uh, Maureen does share her um, life and living with. Uh, I think it's a shepherd Kaylin. mix, so I'm sure we'll talk Kaylin? about. Kaylin, we'll talk uh, about yeah, all of... something like that. Yeah, we're sorry, Maureen. We'll, we'll apologize into the future. Um, but as as it goes for today's show, um, and as a certified animal chiropractor, I'd like to remind everyone that the information that was provided by um, by us today is for informational purposes only. It's not intended to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any illness. If you or your animal have a health concern, you are encouraged to seek the counsel of a veterinarian who is knowledgeable in your area of interest. Um, so, Steph, what did you learn today? Oh, my gosh. I think I'm going to have to go back and listen to that show, this show a couple more times. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, I'm definitely going to get some 
Mine are all canned right now, but I think we're going to do some different stuff. So mine have always chew, liked chewing the bones uh, when you're talking about chewing like dogs do. Um, two of my more exotic kitties love crunching up chicken legs, but I don't know. I never looked at it the way she talked about it today, so that's very cool. Well, no, well, no shit. I never even, I never even offered them a bone to chew on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't have bones because my little dogs look at them like I'm insane, and I don't yeah. chew on that stuff. So I don't. I'm like, wow. And you know, Gizmo loves those duck feet. I'm like, I haven't had them in ages, and maybe the kitties would like oh, them too. Oh, yeah, I bet they would like that. Mhm. I'm like, oh, you you actually need to have your kitties chew on stuff too. And I think it was fascinating what she said about imprinting at a super young age um, and how that that's all they see as food. Because, I mean, I have my, what, 10, 11-year-old cat that was on kibble her whole life. I just got her switched over. But, holy crap, that makes a lot more sense now, <laughs> knowing that. And some of those tips could have helped a lot. But it's very cool. Well, it's, I you know, I'm going to make fun of kitties for a minute. But, okay, um Rolling them into little balls so they look like kibble and now get them to yeah. eat it. Like, how silly are they? But how cool is that? And how easy yeah, is that? Cool. Um, just because they've never seen this, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, and everywhere um, misidentified and misapplied, oh, they must not like their food. They won't eat it. We're going to destroy all that. They've got zillions. They're on the dead hot talk online board shorts. And, yeah, they just didn't know they could eat it. Yep, and I do have to say from my experience of switching mine over, my cats from the crappy table to now more of the raw and the canned food, personality-wise and behavior-wise, they're like totally new cats. I mean, I have one of mine that would rarely come out of the basement, and she's up socializing with the people and all the other animals all the time now since switching her food, so. So maybe how much that food really didn't like her and she didn't feel great. yeah. I, I remark all the time on how different these cats are in general from all the previous cats I had that were fed kibble. Like, they are easygoing, they're mellow, they're in the middle of everything. Like, they're just well, And allergy-wise, they, when you're talking about li- living at home, but even they're at the office with us all the time. And granted, it's mostly ant people coming into the office, but a lot more dog people and some that do have kitty allergies. And I don't think we've had anybody ever have any issues or say anything. I don't think so, now that you mention it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no one's even did a sniffle in the office. Mm-mm. Well, Stephanie, until we meet again on Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio, how much fun Thank can we have with our animals Dr. and Andy's your animals? Animal Magic Radio Show. Dr. Andy will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, just how much magical fun can you have with your animals?